war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePetro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. It's Thursday, April 21st. If you're a parent, you're uh, making your way through this, this April break. This portion of the program, folks, it's a nice sunny spring day. It's brought to you by Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop in and see them. They're officially open for the season. Beautiful selection. Pansies, pansy flats, pansy bags, hangers and bowls, assorted colors. They have tulips, hyacinthias, daffodils, hydrangeas. Where do you see the colors? Best in New England, blue, white, and pink. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, Rhode Island's number one garden center. They're open seven days a week. They're located 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. I want you to stop in. It's locally owned and operated, family-run business, tremendous service, tremendous quality, and fantastic selection. They are truly talented. Debbie has the ultimate green thumb. They also have uh, many landscape materials, including screen loom, black, brown, hemlock mulch, crushed stone look for them on facebook they have a good facebook page you owe it to yourself it's pr landscape materials and garden center so folks on this thursday i just want to touch on something it's kind of going on in the background and it's something to watch and that is right now governor mckee they are i believe they're unsure what to do with him now granted he's the sitting governor but you're talking about less than five months months to go to the primary um there is a a dilemma going on right now where the station that has really carved out a name for themselves hosting these uh political debates without question it's channel 12 wpri they have they've put the effort into it they they use utilize the ppac uh ted uh ted nisi tim white uh sometimes they bring in a guest person like ed fitzpatrick or the boston globe whoever or maybe it's just those two or sometimes they're bringing a third but either way channel 12 certainly more than the others that that's not to say the 10 doesn't do a debate that's not to say the channel six can't do a debate uh or and or the boston globe or the province journal but but they really haven't the ones that really put the most into it has been in the past channel 12 and the problem right now is rhode island governor dan mckee there's bad blood between him and channel 12 um I think unfairly, but he seems to, seemingly him and his camp, they blame Channel 12 for this FBI probe that he's under right now. Now, it was through their investigative reporting that they uncovered certain things about this ILO contract. But here's where it gets really interesting. We're about to enter May, right? We're a little, you know, whatever. It's the 21st, so we're less than 10 days. It's going to be May. Now, in the past, they've started to do debates in May and then in June june certainly and then now the the primary is september 13th so you definitely have a little time but a lot of times the candidates that's when someone might want to host a debate but most of the time because of the shortened season and the number of different races it's very conceivable that you'll see some kind of debate um in in july certainly in august and then into september now the races to watch uh the big primaries to watch uh the lieutenant governor democrat primary lieutenant governor you have three serious candidates but the big one to watch 
is on the Democrat side, the gubernatorial primary, where it would be um, Matt Brown, uh, you'll have Governor Dan McKee, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, Helena Folks, those big four. Now, you would think that they're going to debate several times. And it's one thing to do in September, but normally you want to kind of get the debate season going. And you also have the Mayor of Providence debate will be a big one. And then the CD2 uh, debate, which has an interesting dynamic now that um, former Rep. David Siegel has entered that race. And that is someone to watch. But my point is, um, right now, the dynamic, I don't see how, if you're Dan McKee, he, he right now, folks, he's not having any public events. He's not doing any press conference, I should say. He's not. He may do an event. But he wants to do an event where the theme is he's giving something away, they're announcing something, they're cutting a ribbon, shovel in the ground, whatever it may be, something like that. He does not want to sit and have to answer questions about the FBI probe. He doesn't want to sit and put himself in a situation where he can't control where the questions are going to go. And what are the two scenarios where if you're trying to control a narrative and try to control a situation, the two areas that you can't do that is number one a long-range interview meaning if he were to sit down sit down on say newsmakers ted nisi tim white agree to do you know they say it's a half hour but with commercials it really comes down to around 22 minutes somewhere in that but three different segments he doesn't want to be in a situation like that that meaning a long-form interview and he does not want to be in a situation where he's on a debate stage because then you really can't control it so you have a sitting governor the clock is ticking down you know and but it's going to be a long summer and then when you're coming out of august and then you're coming into september that's where things are really going to start to heat up especially that six weeks of the uh august 1st until really the month actually leading up to the the first week of august right up until then the primary which I believe falls September 13th. So this is a problem. But the, here's the thing. If you're Channel 12, now what do you do? Channel 12 would like to do, I think they'd like to do a debate in June. Do they do a debate and have an empty podium for Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee? I think the McKee people are saying, listen, not right now. They want to put it off, right? They don't want Channel 12 to do, they don't want Channel 12 to do the debate. They don't want to have the empty podium. Because listen, that makes news. That actually makes national news when someone does not show up. They would prefer not to have a debate. But what do you do if you're Channel 12 and you, that's kind of, you know, the, the, certainly an area they've kind of carved out. They invest a lot in it. They do a very good job with it. And now what, do you, well, now what do you do? Because you have the other candidates that are ready to go. The one that is holding them up is Governor McKee. So do you bend to his wishes? And maybe he's promising, you know, not right now. But as we get closer, you know, maybe sometime in August into September. Now, the problem is for Channel 12 is the McKee people could say, nope, we, we have not been treated fairly and we're, therefore we're not going to do it. Or they could try to negotiate a beat for themselves somewhere else, somewhere where they feel they'd have more control over that. So this is something to watch where this whole drama is going to play out regarding the debates. Because this is, I don't remember a time when you've had a sitting politician who's up for office, who's up for election, and then they're afraid to sit down, either sit down for an interview and or stand on a debate stage because of an FBI probe. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Make it a great day at Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. They're open right now. Everything fresh, delicious calzones. They have delicious cupcakes, the most delicious sandwiches spinach pies wimpy skimpies old-fashioned pizza strips and the best chocolate donuts in the universe ron's pastry gourmet 170 royal little drive in providence right next door to AAA in providence you're listening to the john DePietro show folks you are listening to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go till 2 p.m it's a monday through friday a.m 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online I listened while I was in Ukraine uh, at, at dipetro.com. It's time for our legal segment. Joining us right now is one of Rhode Island's top uh, attorneys. He is our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, I'd actually like to start off. And, um, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you anything you don't know, but there is just something riveting about when it's a courtroom setting and there's someone on the stand. And as much as normally – People may dismiss this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard case. 
I, you know, I know he's an actor, and obviously he's a very famous actor, and their lives have kind of gone off the track. But I, I have to admit, he, he was very riveting to, to watch. And I'm just, I can tell by some of the comments and, and people, the coverage are wondering where, where all this is going. He's, um, he's, I find it anyway, uh, he's very riveting on the stand. He's, he's going through his life history, what life with her was about. And uh, the whole thing is is pretty incredible that the two of them have found themselves in this courtroom in Virginia. Yeah, it, it's it's a very unusual case. Um, Johnny Depp has sued Amber Heard um, for, I believe, fifty million dollars. I think was the amount. Um, yep. Basically, he's claiming he was defamed when she wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post saying that she was the victim of domestic violence. Now, she never mentioned him by name in the op-ed. So there's a presumption on his part, oh, that's who um, she was referring to. And in his mind, he never uh, hit her or subjected her to domestic violence where he injured her in any way, uh, physically. So he says, you've defamed me. I've lost jobs. I got fired from the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. series. Uh, no one wants to hire an actor who's alleged to have been a domestic batterer of a woman. Uh, my career's in the toilet, and it's all your fault because you made false allegations against me. In doing so, he said that she's a liar. So she countersued for $100 million saying that she's been defamed because of the aspersions that he's cast in her direction about her integrity, her truthfulness, etc. I, I got to listen to a little of him while I was driving between appointments. Yeah. Um, he's an actor. You wonder on the jury what they think. Because, you know, right. he knows how to speak. He knows how to emote. He knows yeah. how to convey what he oh, wants to convey. Whole thing. Uh, reflection and just, the, you know, acting. A lot of the questions, he, he was he was acting as if he was hearing them for the first time, even though, of course, they would there'd be nothing wrong with going over some, some pre-trial questioning. But go right ahead, Tim. Well, I, I found his testimony a little bit tedious with the stammering yeah. and the hesitant way of speaking. Um, and I know that's all for effect, right. but I've also seen this guy on talk shows and whether that's an affect or whether that's his real speech pattern, he's yeah. got this weird affect. He's got this weird, like almost British accent at times. Yes. And then at times he doesn't. Um, now he has drawn his line in the sand. He said, I've never hit Amber Heard. And I've never hit any other woman. Now, all they've got to do on the other side is trot in some woman who said that, you know, I was in a relationship with him and he hit me too. And his credibility will be um, severely tested. Now, he's been on direct examination for two days. He's undergoing cross now. Um, I've been a little surprised because the defense team is letting plaintiff's counsel get away with every question under the sun i mean they're not objecting much right even if you don't have sometimes a great objection you want to object you want to throw the witness if they're doing a good job off of their game yeah get them a little bit rattled and these folks just let johnny depp command the room for hours and hours and hours blathering on about his mother and blathering on about past relationships, I'm not sure how much of his story is credible. Now, (laughs) it's not funny, but he loses the tip of his, the middle finger on his dominant hand. It's it's, cut off. He claims that after this occurs, his finger is spouting blood and he can see his... um, the, the bone of that finger sticking yeah. out. He claims all of this happened because Amber Heard threw two different vodka bottles at him and somehow 
He touched the shard or the shard hit his middle finger and sliced it off. It seems like a very implausible series of events versus a guy slicing his finger in the middle of a fight or, you know, cutting up another lemon to put in a drink or something. It's just a peculiar explanation for having the tip of your finger sliced off. Yeah. It, it doesn't ring true to me. Yep. Now, even the witnesses who testified on his behalf before him, one acknowledged that um, he had seen Johnny Depp angrily punch a, a, a man on a, on a film set twice in the lower side of the guy's rib cage. So Johnny can get angry and he can lash out physically. And yeah. he did it to at least this one guy on a film set, I believe it was in 2017. Now, Others testified that they had seen Amber Heard clearly being violent against Johnny Depp, yelling at him, calling him very derogatory things, yep. F-bombing him, and hitting him. There's this tape, or, or recordings, I should say, of her saying, listen, I, I hit you, but I didn't punch you. you know, I didn't bruise you. I hit you, but I didn't really hit you that hard. That wasn't a punch. So she's hit him, and there's no way she's going to get around the fact that she's been physically violent and confrontational uh, in what seems to have been a very tempestuous relationship. The real question is, has he hit her back? Now, two things that came up during his testimony. One, she claims that he hit her and broke her nose. He says they both, you know, when you people get up at the same time and you bump heads into each other. Right. And in doing so, it was a quote unquote accident and he didn't hit her and it wasn't intentional. It was an accident. He further goes on to say that after she's appears to be spewing blood from her nose, he goes and checks the um, tissues that she was clearing up the blood from her nose with. And he says, Oh, it was all phony. It was red nail polish. Well, I don't know if he's got any physical evidence of that, but that's an odd story. Yeah. And there was another circumstance where I believe she was on the cover of People magazine showing a pretty significant bruise to her face. Using that as evidence, much like um, O.J. Simpson's wife took pictures right. for posterity of Nicole Brown. The bruising yes. Nicole Brown when uh, for evidence when O.J. was hitting her Depp says well no that wasn't real that was she had had done that by applying makeup so everything seems to have an explanation that fits nicely into this story about a guy who propane plus for heating and cooling call propane plus today in massachusetts 508-252-3359 in rhode island propane plus number 401 885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, Good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359, and in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. So he's got a story to tell that his mother was abusive to him and maybe he was attracted to women who reminded him subconsciously of his mother. I mean, his attorneys did a great job of letting him wrap on and on at his own pace with very few interruptions about his whole life story. Now, does that generate sympathy with the jurors? Did he come across as believable? Well, right now, his story sounds pretty good yep. until he's cross-examined. Yeah. And let's see how well he does, as you say, 
he he made it sound like he had been hearing these questions for the first time and giving oh, yeah. thoughtful for the first time responses. Yep. Now I'm sure they've also gamed with him, his team. What are you going to hear on cross examination? Let's go through some dry runs of what you can expect. Yep. But it won't be what he expects. It's always yeah. a little bit different. Mm. You know. You know. It, and, and Tim Dodd, this is this trial is expected. This could 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 go on for some time. Well, yes. I mean, I think that's a predicted trial to go from, I think, four to six weeks. <laughs> wow. Well, he's got more witnesses. Yeah. Um, he's put up siblings. He's put up different family members. He's put up his head of mm. security. Wow. Um, then she gets to put on her, number one, she puts on a defense. And then she also gets to put on her own case for defamation. Wow. So I'm not quite sure how the judge is going to work this because Johnny alleges defamation. He puts on his case in chief. Yep. She has a right to then put on her defense to his right. allegations. Yep. Then they switch hats. Now she becomes right. the plaintiff, so to speak, putting wow. on her case for damages that he defamed her. Huh. If this was a jury waived trial, the judge could kind of like let it all get mixed in together and, yeah. you know, his allegations and elements of proof from her allegations and elements of proof. Yep. But in front of a jury, you've got to do things very carefully and in a much more formalized manner than if this was jury waived. Um, I don't know what to it's make of it's, it's Yeah, it's tough to, you know, we don't know. For all we know, he's got the jury in the palm of his hand and there, you know, you can kind of tell sometimes, obviously, I think a lot of times when you're watching just how they're responding, he, someone sneezed, he said, God bless you. Uh, he said, oh, they're objecting again, you know, looks at the jury. Now, you don't know if the jury's laughing and nodding along with them. I, it, it's, it's, it's tough when you're not inside the courtroom. Well, and she, I, I don't really know her work all that well, but apparently she's an actress as well. Yeah. So you would presume when she gets up there, <laughs> she can play a victim, I would presume. And again, I'm not passing judgment whether she's no, being truthful or not. But I am sure she will present herself in a very sympathetic way. Um, she's got a lot of explaining to do because it's clear that she used to whack him around. Mm. Um, she was confrontational. She was, um, you know, she didn't shy away from a fight. That's for no. sure. Yeah. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. A problem with your heating system? Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. 24 emergency service, gas boiler, oil burner, Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. They're helpful, trustworthy, reliable. Explore their services. Look for them on Facebook and the website is recooganheating.com. Residential services, as Coogie says, let us into your home don't fix it alone. Plumbing, heating, and cooling from winter to summer. Trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. From service calls, maintenance agreements, installation, RE Coogan Heating. Proud to help residential customers, and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority. Call them today. Now it's cold. It's going to remain cold. Call Coogan Heating today, 401 732-6562. It's Coogie. It's 24-hour emergency service. Hey, not long ago, our hot water tank gave out. What did I do? Did I panic? Did I try to fix it? I called Coogan Heating, 401-732-6562. Look for them on Facebook, and then the website is recooganheating.com. We're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, uh, I, I don't know where this whole case against Alex Jones and Infowars is going to go, but I, I think when all is said and done, you know, Alex Jones, Infowars, almost be described as before Sandy Hook and Newtown, Connecticut, and then and then the afterwards. Uh, there's seemingly now each each week there's developments with the story. Uh, the way I read it, none of it good for. Alex Jones, starting with bankruptcy protection, uh, legal fees being demanded, and he may, I mean, you tell me, he may have thought he was able to maybe 
hide and, and take away or or got rid of some of the money that Infowars had, and it's it shows that by doing this type of broadcast and you know just the type that he does, it's it can be lucrative, but it's a steep price to pay when you end up in court. These fam- these families to me seem to be for the time being in the driver's seat, and he has no exit ramp to get off this this ride right now. John, that's a very good way to put it. He really doesn't have a good exit ramp to get away from this. He's not going to wriggle off of this um, particular problem that he's got. He has not personally gone bankrupt yet. He has put some of his corporate entities into bankruptcy. And one of the corporate entities he put in, from what I understand, is a trust from which monies would be paid out to the victims. I believe he put something like $750,000 into this trust and there would be other monies available in there. But that is amongst the entities that he has pushed into Chapter 11 bankruptcy. So he remains outside of the bankruptcy court jurisdiction. But when an individual files for Chapter 7 or Chapter 13 protection or when a corporation files for Chapter 11 protection, Something happens which is called the automatic stay in bankruptcy. A stay means stop. So when the automatic stay issues out of the bankruptcy court, any of these state or federal court civil causes of action are frozen. They can't move forward until the bankruptcy court makes determinations as to the legitimacy of the bankruptcy filing, whether it's in good faith, whether it's fraudulent, Uh, whether it meets the standards for a bankruptcy petition. So Alex Jones, if nothing else, is buying time. Um, it's, It's thought in many circles that what he's doing is akin to what, let's say, the Boy Scouts did. The Boy Scouts organization filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, and it allows for a streamlining, and in many cases, a lesser amount to be paid to victims um, in the Boy Scout case, it was obviously allegations that um, the kids in, in Boy Scouts, in many cases, were being subjected to inappropriate sexual contact with adults, for which they're, they're looking for money damages. That's all grinding its way through under the um, auspices of the bankruptcy court. I think Alex Jones is looking for something of the same. Now, if Alex Jones should file for uh, Chapter 7 bankruptcy protection or he could do a personal 11 reorganization, he does have problems because one of the um, particulars in bankruptcy court is not all debts are dischargeable. Now, in an 11, he may not be, his corporations aren't looking for an out and out discharge, but a way to pay less and to pay it over time. But for Alex Jones, Amongst things that you can't discharge typically in bankruptcy, we know that student loans are not dischargeable. Certain state and federal tax obligations are not dischargeable. Um, Damages that you cause another as a result of criminal conduct are not dischargeable. And there's an exception to discharge for willful and malicious injury by the debtor to another. So I think that if these families, if Alex Jones does file for bankruptcy protection for himself, these families can chase him into the bankruptcy court saying, you can't discharge any debt that you owe to us because this is all as a result of your willful and malicious conduct. And we've received, we've been injured because of your willful and malicious conduct. So he's he's not going to get out of this. He's not going to get out of this. And I think these families are bound and determined to get their day in court yep. and to squeeze every dollar they can out of him because they can't get their children back. Uh, the only measuring stick we have for any type of personal injury, death cases and the like is money damages. And this guy has behaved in such an outrageously offensive manner I am sure these families would be pleased to take every nickel from him. 
not because they're looking for the money, but to punish him for the outrageous conduct that he's participated in. Folks, again, we're speaking with our uh, legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. And Tim, as far as Alex Jones, is is it fair to say that this could be a long drawn out where, you know, again, he has the right to try different legal maneuvers. But I, I just get the sense that these parents are not going away. He's he's uh, dealing with the courts in Connecticut. Uh, this is not a matter of, you know, someone who ignores a letter that arrives in the mail. They're, he can try a lot of different tricks. They're, they're not going away. And I think one of the problems is he's he's a public individual. It's not some business guy who then just, you know, goes off somewhere and tries to. I mean, he's trying to run a business and, and do all these shows on his channel Infowars. I, I guess the big question, and I don't know the answer, is if, if, if you take Alex Jones personally and whatever his interest is financially in his various corporate entities, if you cashed him out yeah. personally and with all his business interests, what is he worth? I have, right. I have really no idea. I haven't seen anything in print they, as to that speculation. That he, he withdrew $18 million, um, from and from Infowars to put into these, you know, different whether it's accounts or trusts, whatever it is. So there's there's real money there. And if it's in the trust, and the money. and if it's in the trust, and if the trust has gone bankrupt, you know, that's a long play to try to gain some control through the bankruptcy court as to when the money gets paid out to creditors, how it gets paid, and whether there's any discount to be taken because it may well be that the money that he has to pay out exceeds the value of his estate, if you will. Okay. If he's worth $20 million and there's a judgment, judgments against him for $50 million, mm. um, you know, there, is there a pro rata distribution? Uh, that's yeah. something that the bankruptcy court would have to work out. Folks, another quick break. Much more ahead. Our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. ...into Brood Awakenings and discovered the Brood difference. Two locations in Johnston, also in Cranston, Pontiac Avenue, and then also Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Brood Awakenings, they're local, fresh ingredients, cozy environment, great comfortable chairs, delicious breakfast sandwiches, lunch, great drinks and coffee and plenty of room to spread out and meet people i'll see you and you'll discover the brood difference at brood awakenings we speak with our legal analyst he is attorney tim dot tim huge decision a lot of cheering of people on the airlines as uh, finally this judge in florida has said this uh, mandated mask on the on the airplanes it's a uh, it should not be held up it immediately by many airlines was this uh, done away with. However, Justice Department still hasn't made a decision yet on whether or not they're going to pursue this. And I know that they are uh, saying that they're uncomfortable. The CDC is uncomfortable with the precedent that may be set. But this—it sounds like there's a strong possibility that this this case may not be over just yet. No, I mean, there's always the ability to appeal the decision. You'd have to show that the judge who issued this decision. Um, abused her discretion or misapplied the facts or misconstrued the law or improperly applied the law to the facts that were before her. Uh, I'm not sure how much of a science case was put on in terms of the mask mandate or if it was more as to the um, statutory framework of this mask mandate. But it's, in, it's interesting that the judge who made the decision is a rather young jurist. I think yep. she's in her 30s. Um, she was a Trump appointee. Her husband had a position in the Trump administration. So suddenly, for better or for worse, the media is attacking the judge not yeah. on her legal acumen, but by right. her on her age, her um, the fact that she was a Trump appointee. Yep. I mean... She was a law clerk for um, Justice Thomas on the U.S. Supreme Court. She clerked for other federal judges. She seems to have a reasonably good pedigree. Um, those who don't like her decision are now uh, sniffing, well, she never tried a jury trial. What were her qualifications? There's lots of judges who never tried a jury trial. Right. Um, 
it would be nice if you had a judge with that type of experience, but if that becomes the reason you're going to criticize a judge's decision, there's judges yeah. all over the country which would be susceptible to that. Sure. Now, where does this go in terms of an appeal? If it goes to a circuit court, then the question will be, just like we saw with other things during this whole um, pandemic, picking the right um, forum and the right circuit to try to get your relief in. Now, this would be an appeal from this judge sitting in Florida. So the jurisdiction is sort of established, but there could be collateral cases taken up in other jurisdictions. And um, who knows what an, a reviewing court would do. Yeah. Um, I think her decision has certainly a legal basis and legal merit. And if you were to look at the science of what occurs on airplanes, uh, my understanding is that the, um, the filtration system, uh, I always thought the filtration system on airplanes wasn't the greatest. Yeah. And I never wanted to turn on those little jets that shoots air down <laughs> at your face. That's right. But apparently their filtration system recirculates the whole um, cabin, like something like every 20 or 30 minutes and you're getting new air, which I'm not sure that takes care of the way that COVID could be transmitted through, um, you know, um, spit or tears or sneezing or other things that maybe don't make their way into the filtration system, but can get to the next person sitting in the seat right next to you or bumping elbows with. Yeah. But um, I would presume the judge covered the science aspect of this mm. as it applies to the law that she struck down. Right. Um, you can tell who's going to line up being in favor of her decision and who's going to line up against That's it. Right. But if this, administration ignores her ruling and continues on the path that they've been on. You know, this administration has flaunted a lot of court decisions and um, you don't see much of a hue and cry from the media when this administration thumbs its nose at uh, you know, judicial uh, determinations, which is not a healthy sign. No. Uh, we are getting word Justice Department will now appeal, finally an appeal to overturn the judge's order um, regarding that. So we're going to continue to follow that story. Uh, folks, we're speaking with our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, is Marjorie Taylor Greene, is she going to have a problem with uh, trying to run for re-election? Yes, so far she has a problem, and it's a unique problem. Um, what's going on with her is... Um, a group has challenged her ability to appear on the ballot and they're relying on a relatively obscure provision of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. And if I could just give you a brief yeah. uh, clause of uh, this section of the 14th Amendment, it says that no one can serve in Congress who, having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same. Now, because of Marjorie Taylor Greene's um, purported involvement with the January 6th um, riot, um, that's being now categorized as her taking part in, or she engaged in insurrection or rebellion. I'm not sure if she engaged in insurrection or rebellion. She might have, um, at the time, conducted herself in a way that supported um, Donald Trump. Um, I think she's tried to distance herself. So what happens is, she goes into court trying to get a injunction to stop this litigation. To get an injunction, the typical standard is that you have to show that to stop what you don't want to keep going forward, you've got to show that you have a high likelihood of success on the merits and that um, if you don't get the injunction, you'll be irreparably harmed. The judge who heard her... Um, case on 
request for an injunction said, Representative Taylor Green, I don't find that you have a high likelihood of success on the merits of your case, and I am not going to enjoin the plaintiff's case from going forward against you. Now, she says, um, Rep- Marjorie Taylor Green, well, wait a minute, the, the primary is in May. This case may not have concluded by May. This puts a dark cloud over my head because because people who might vote for me might say, why am I going to vote for her? Because she might be off the ballot. It's subjecting her to lots of negative publicity. People will misunderstand what the judge ruled. They didn't, the judge didn't rule that she's off the ballot. The judge ruled that the case against her to keep her off the ballot can go forward. Now, there has to be an evidentiary hearing at some point, a state hearing, as to whether the allegation that um, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene engaged in insurrection or rebellion is factually accurate. There have been other cases around the country where groups have tried to keep other conservative Republicans off the ballot on the same theory um, using the 14th Amendment. In other jurisdictions, judges have ruled that this didn't really apply because this clause of the 14th Amendment, in other judges' opinion, only applied to individuals who um, became part of the Confederate States or or part of the government or active participants in that um, rebellion and secession from the U.S. So after the country came back together, those who had been in rebellion against the U.S. and become part of the Confederacy, they were barred from running for office um, to attain a seat in Congress. It's a stretch. Uh, these many decades later, right, um, to apply that to what occurred on January 6th. So a judge in one state says it doesn't apply. The judge for Marjorie Taylor Greene says, gee, it might apply. So you haven't shown me that you have a high likelihood of success on the merits. This matter goes forward. It creates whether she wins or loses when this is ultimately heard on whether she engaged in insurrection or rebellion. Um, It's certainly, if if you analogize it to like when the FBI doesn't want to inject itself into the middle of an election cycle. Right. um, This is clearly litigation, which is injecting itself into an election cycle for a a specific purpose, to keep a conservative Republican, um, whether you like her or whether you loathe her, keep her off the ballot. Um, And it's happening. um, There's at least a half dozen cases going on around the country, and they all involve conservative Republicans who purportedly were... um, in favor of or in any way supported the January 6th events, which has been conflated to mean insurrection or rebellion. And I'm not sure what happened on January 6th necessarily fits the definition. That's an open debate. Um, Reasonable minds can differ. And I'm sure if it was opened up for discussion, we could be on with uh, people debating it for the next 10 hours. Folks, we're speaking with our legal analyst attorney, Tim Dodd. And Tim, what do we make of former student and his father are now going after North Kingstown school officials to court over their handling of this former coach, Aaron Thomas. This is the whole naked fat test scandal that has been uh, going on for quite some time. This is the first lawsuit, I believe, tied to uh, that scandal. Are, are we looking at what potentially floodgates could open with now other people coming forward? Now, they're going after, you know, it's one thing to go after an individual who might have limited resources, but going after a town in a school district, North Kingstown certainly has the money for, for something like that. Well, North Kingston has money and it also has insurance. And yep. certainly um, a smart plaintiff's lawyer is more interested in going after the town Right. And school officials and school administrators versus, you know, the coach who would be an individual of very limited um, resources. Now, the lawsuit claims that this, um, I guess, now 20-year-old uh, unnamed plaintiff yep. 
um, claims emotional and psychological damage because uh, the coach allegedly um, performed the fat test and allegedly and doing his measurements, his head was allegedly, this is all alleged, not proved, like within, uh, I think, 12 to 18 inches away from the kid's genitalia. Now, is that factually accurate? Is that inaccurate? Only time will tell. Are, did this um, plaintiff um, seek psychological treatment contemporaneously when this happened? Did he only start receiving treatment or some sort of counseling after the news broke on this? There's going to be a lot of fact-finding uh, through the discovery process in the court system to ferret out the legitimacy of this um, plaintiff's claim for money damages uh, based upon emotional um, uh, upset and psychological damage. Um, I don't believe there's any allegation of any improper touching. Um, the then question becomes if the young man's claim for damages are legitimate, is the town then exposed to pay those damages because all of these officials, which are defendants, the allegation is that they knew or reasonably should have known that this was going on and they turned a blind eye and didn't do what they should have done to stop it, allegedly. And this is all alleged. None of this is proved at this juncture. Um, There's a state police investigation. The AG is doing an investigation. Um, Judge McGurl, the retired Superior Court judge, is doing her own investigation. Um, I'm pretty sure, based on what I know about the case, which is quite a lot, that there will not be there will not be criminal charges. I don't believe criminal charges will ever lie against um, the coach. And yep. even if charges are brought, I don't believe they could be proven. So I don't think the criminal specter is a likely outcome of all of these investigations. Um, What was the town officials, all of these individuals, what was their obligation? What did they know? When did they know it? What did they do to try to intervene? What was necessary for them to do to intervene? Um, All are facts which will have to play out over many, many, many months as this this case grinds through the process. It just seems like when the media reports on this case, there's almost a rush to judgment that all of these things are true. And I would caution your listeners that um, don't be so sure that what's alleged in a complaint will prove to be true and can be proven in court. And Tim, Dad, finally, uh, One American News. Um, Boy, you know, after the 2020 election, uh, (laughs) Sidney Powell and and Rudy Giuliani and, and uh, Lynn Wood and boy, they were way out on the diving board in places like One American News and others were full throttle and full in on this whole business of dominion and voting machines. But, you know, th- this is now uh, it's obviously now it's 2022. And now they're you want to you want to dance, you got to play, pay for the music. And now uh, a lot of these legal troubles for for these uh, media organizations and others, they're. They're another one. It's like an Alex Jones. They're not going away. It may be some time at distance, but they, uh, they, this could end up just being crippling for this news network. Yes. The, the One America news case is a little bit different than the Rudy Giuliani case and the yeah. Sidney Powell case. Sidney Powell, if you recall, early on says, I've got the facts. Yep. I can prove that Dominion. Release the Kraken. Release the, exactly. Release <laughs> the Kraken. I mean, that's the most memorable. It, it was a great line. Jobs. It was. What a great line. A great line, but she never backed it up. So, like, people wow. kept saying, where's the Kraken? Where's this <laughs> yeah. Kraken you're talking about? That's right. So, in terms of making statements that you knew or reasonably should have known were false, Rudy and Sidney Powell have the most exposure. Now, One America just like Fox News and some of the other entities that are, have been sued, are they making the claim or are they reporting what others have said about the Dominion machines? Right. And who is saying it? 
is it being reported as news or is it an opinion show? Yes. So if a reporter on One America says, Sidney Powell today said that the Dominion machines were a total fraud scam, um, they're reporting on what somebody else said. Now, if they say affirmatively, well, we all know that these Dominion machines had been manipulated and we all know that the results are fraudulent and this was a scam, it depends. And I, I have not heard all of the necessary um, news rec reports and how right. it's been recorded as to exactly what you got to parse the language on these yeah. things. Sidney Powell, Rudy, they got a problem. <laughs> One America, Fox, and any other of the networks, exactly what did their um, reporters or anchors say on air? Right. Um, I do believe this case will be allowed to go forward. Um, One America is trying to knock it out. I think it's almost a lock that this case will not get knocked out, that it will be allowed to continue. Um, it would be astonishing if it was thrown out. I can't see it happening. Yeah, Folks, again, he is our uh, legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job as always, and we will talk to you again soon. Thanks, John. Take care. Portion of the program brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Check them out on the website, dipetro.com, the Coesed Inn, or Rhode Island tradition since 1977, located 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers, there's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them, and gift certificates are available. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 .9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. Now, while you're there, uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories. Folks, we cover stories the rest of the media ignores. It's real news, whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening, plus other exclusive stories that we break log on at the website that's also the best way to reach me by the way if you'd like to get in touch with me just scroll down a little bit you'll see a, a button that says contact john you can also support the program you you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at dipetro.com and it's all our links to social media whether it's facebook so you can watch facebook live or also twitter or youtube or instagram so take a minute, and then also we have some great sponsors there as well. It is a happening. Check it each day. It's dipetro.com. The John DePetro Show brought to you by realtor Pat Elston. Call Pat today, 401-474-5253. There's a link right directly to her on the website, dipetro.com. Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Pat services all of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Contact Pat Elston today, 401-474-5253, and you can find her right on the website, dipetro.com. To check out our website, dipetro.com, dipetro.com, which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Senadale Revival Comfort Food and Cocktails, located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence, Shane and his crew, what a wonderful job they've done. Winner of several Rhode Island Best of Awards, Best of Rhode Island Awards. The Senadale Revival. Delicious food, cocktails, a lot of fun. Stop it and see them. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence.